ist in der Kleinstadt Winden ein Junge auf mysteriöse Weise verschwunden. Guten Abend an alle da draußen. Ihr hört Radio Winden, Winden's number one radio station since 1953. We're turning it over to the Dark Three, only on Radio Winden. Hello and welcome to this week's Radio Winden, one of our last, which is crazy. <gasps> so. Wow, just punch me right in the face. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want us to really absorb the meaning of this moment. <laughs> yeah, so that means we're, we're going to try and get through as many emails as we have left. Of course, if we've missed your email, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, wait, how the fuck are you? Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I am pretty good. Yeah, just pretty good. Got, got oh, yeah, some got some computer stuff yeah, to deal we with, but we're here. Computer issues at the beginning of the day today, but we're we're good. Mm. We're here. Yeah, yeah. I'm personally about to ruin my friendship with PB. I don't know, <laughs> potentially permanently. There's definitely going to be a, a, a be change in, slept in my bed. change in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do a lot more than that. Um, <laughs> we explain. Yes. <laughs> like what's happening? Hello, listeners. <laughs> Do you want to explain or do you want me to explain? <laughs> me? Yeah. All right. All right. So PB is, uh, she was currently, she's doing a costume test for a show mm-hmm. that she's starting up on today. Mm-hmm. And um, let's just say the character, listen, I don't want to say she's my type, but I literally built her for you. Mm. <laughs> Did you? Uh, <laughs> listen, I got a lot of types, all right? But yeah, uh, she's playing a character who's very, very attractive. And she also happens to be very right, attractive. That's enough. Listen, pull plug, pull you don't plug. listen. You you only pull hear audio. And mm-hmm. that's a shame for you is what I'm trying to say. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so that's where we're at. I'm going to try and keep it professional, you know, keep it above board for the rest of this record. But uh, I make no promises. Shall we begin? Yes. This email comes from Sachi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Dark Three. Hi, Sachi. Hi, Sachi. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. If not, I'm so sorry. Sachi says, Hello, Dark Three. I found your podcast after, as you say, watching the show and searching on Spotify, hungry for more. I love your thoughtful discussion and hearing how much fun you're all having talking about the show with one another. Two things from recent podcast episodes sparked an idea for me. Sorry if this is something you've covered already. I'm not all the way caught up. I hadn't caught the detail that Inez had a child earlier in life, but had also wondered about the name Nivald being so close to the names Nielsen and Convald. A listener mentioned in a Radio Winden episode that they thought Boris could be the son of Agnes and Daniel. But what if he's the son Inez lost? The timing would work out, as he's a few years older than Mikkel in the 1986 timeline. I just can't work out who his father would be. Of course, maybe Boris is just a stranger, and that's all there is to it. Others online have pointed out that Nivald translates to New Forest, which could suggest that he's simply a newcomer who comes out of the forest. As the two words Ni and Vald, the name could also translate to Never Forest. Not sure how to interpret that one, but make of it what you will. Feel free to read some, none, or all of this on air. Thanks for all you do, Sachi. Sachi, so thank nice. you. Thank you. Yeah. I know. I'm still on... I'm still on the bus of Boris being more important than they were able to cover. He has to be connected to someone. And I love the idea that he could be connected to Inez. I wonder if we'll ever find out. Um, I actually 
am more on the camp now that he is not connected to anyone. Are you? Yeah, because his connection is Regina, right? And I kind of like the idea that he's maybe representative of the origin world if this isn't Mm. happening, if Mm. that makes sense. You know, like, because she suffers here because of everything that's happening. And she's representative of I just like the idea that it's two sides of Tanhouse's pain. Like mm. Regina's that like suffering part. And then Alexander is the part that's like, yeah, it's like they're Eret Lux and Sigmundus representative on the micro level because you've got, I'm pain and suffering. I'm my will to live when I have lost my children is eroding away. And then the other side, which is just that utter compassion for each other. I don't know how to really articulate it very well because my I brain see where is you're coming from. But you know, like he yeah. has such a delicate love for her and they trust each other. And it just like the way he embraces her and holds her, like when she's crying and stuff, I just feel like it's that when you are so inconsolable and that person or that feeling when somebody loves you despite everything that's happening or is like, it's going to be okay. You will get through this and it will get better. I don't know. I like the idea that he's not anyone from this town or from this connection or the timeline or any of the not because that means that his love for her is pure, untainted, and it's saving her. Like it's not a supernatural thing that draws them together. It's just love. And I kind of, I like that a lot. And I like the idea that even during everything, she's still trying to find a way out of the knot. You know, like she is drawn to somebody that's not the cancer of Wyndon. From the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think I like that interpretation based on what the show ended up giving us because we don't have a backstory for him. We don't know where he came from. I still like to think that he is somehow tied to the people in Wyndon without being in the knot. Because especially if he was Inez's son, Inez mm-hmm. isn't part of the knot. She probably exists in the origin world somewhere because she was an adopted mother of Mikkel and she was a nurse. And maybe she just lived out her days alone and didn't have any kids, um, even though she always wanted to. But mm. but I do like the fact that Boris almost represents, like you said, that that compassion, that love, that unconditional love and that he was able to give it to Regina in this really dark, twisted reality. Yeah. And the fact, it's actually really tragic when you think about it, because he probably exists outside of the knot too, but, but they never, never met because, yep. yeah, yeah, because they met in the forest because of Katerina and Ulrich. So Katerina and Ulrich, and also he left because something happened to his brother, right? Yeah. Like his yeah. brother came here. Er, he left because he was running away from yeah. potentially like having killed someone. Yeah. It's Clausen who said that his brother's missing. Oh, you it's know super what? interesting. Yeah, go ahead. I I love that then. Because if he's not related to the knot, then he stays, which means potentially they meet another way and they mm, still they get could. married. Yeah. Which would just be nice for her because their their love was wonderful. You know what's interesting? Hmm. We always talked about how we would love if we knew that it was happening elsewhere in the world and not just in Winden. Yeah. Boris is kind of the proof that it's happening somewhere else Mm -hmm. because he's not in the origin world in that last scene, which means that he either doesn't exist or does exist. So either he exists within the knot and is connected to one of the characters down that lineage Mm -hmm. Or he's not and he comes from another place and he stayed there because whatever happened in that time loop there didn't happen. Yeah. So 
that's also something to consider. He exists and doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like there's still something with him. And we, we talk about that every once in a while. But I do like the idea that maybe he's a nod to the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow. What I want the most is to hit some kind of anniversary of Dark and the creators release this like behind the scenes information that we never got to put in the show as like a little teaser yes. for, for fans. Mm, I'm yes. like, fingers crossed for that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That would be awesome. All right. Moving right along. All right. Our next email comes from Noah, LOL. It is titled Agnes Theory. Please read. Oh, this makes me so happy. (laughs) Yes. Hi, I'm Noah from the UK. Hi, Noah. Hello, Noah. And I discovered Dark only earlier this year through an online recommendation. I was so sad to finish the incredible series. However, it leads to places like your podcast. I cannot give you enough credit for the amount of work you put into your podcast. Every episode leaves my jaw at the floor. It's simply incredible. And I've conceived a theory about Agnes' timeline that no one can convince me is wrong. I'm just going to go through her timeline. Sorry for the long email. Please do not apologize for the long email. Yeah, we love this shit. I'm in. Especially how passionate you are, Noah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) No one can convince me otherwise that this is not the (laughs) truth. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Born in circa 1910. We see her as a young girl. She learns something about Sigmundus. She then sets off on her first missions to pick up a boy from an orphanage, Trant. She has not yet given birth to this boy. (gasps) We then see all the stuff with her and Doris and her runaway. Later, she kills her brother and fully returns to Sigmundus. We realize she had physically abused Trunt, or had she? We last see her briefly going on a mission through the God Particle in Season 3, Episode 4. This is all we see of Agnes. My theory comes in with this mission. In the scene, which is at the fucking 3333 timestamp, shows Agnes hugging Celia, who's her mother. While this hug was a hint to the relation between them, I believe there's something more here. Could it be a good luck for their mission? Celia would definitely need it because she's going to conceive two children. What about Agnes? I believe Agnes steps through the God Particle and goes to circa 1968 to meet none other than a man in his late 50s, Daniel fucking Convald. Daniel never interacts with Agnes in the short time they're both in the 50s, and so the only time he would have seen her would be the drawing of the missing poster. A decade later, you can easily forget this. Daniel likes younger women, as we've established, so when Daniel, a nearly 60-year-old man, sees this beautiful young woman, he would not hesitate. They quickly conceive Boris Newald, who's named after Agnes's only true love, Doris. <gasps> Boris' surname is a combination of Convald and Newald, and you've briefly touched on aspects of this story before, right? <laughs> <gasps> Holy shit. Agnes left Winden with the fear of being recognized and gave up Boris, leading him to crime. He later stumbles back to Winden and becomes the Alexander we know and love. Back to Agnes. She meets the unknown in most likely the 40s and conceives her second child, Trant. Agnes raises him for about a decade. However, her mental state would not be looking good at this point. She's killed her brother and then been used for sex by Daniel and had to have another child right after giving birth to the first one. And so she abuses Trant, giving him cigarette burns. After she can't handle it anymore, she puts him in the orphanage where he is later to be adopted by her younger self. After this, I don't really know what happens. Maybe she kills herself. Maybe she moves far away. Maybe she travels to the 50s and finds where Doris ran away to live with her for the rest of their lives. Who knows? My evidence is firstly that we never find out where Agnes went on a mission. The fact that the scene is at 3333 tells me it must mean something important. And if Celia and Agnes are going on very similar missions, it would make a lot of sense. 
I know it's very harmful to say she wouldn't abuse a child. However, the Agnes we see towards the end seems much more in that mental state to do so than the Agnes we see at the beginning. I really wish we got to see more of Agnes. However, it wouldn't lead to discussions about her. It's good to have a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also like to quickly point out a detail about Katerina. In season three, episode five, after her tragic death, her teen self is wearing colored eyelashes. Although many scenes are set in the 80s, we don't see many colored eyelashes. And Katerina's were blue. I finally realized in her last breath the truth that she will never save Mikkel and she is doomed to time loop like everyone else. Obviously, the teen Katerina doesn't know. However, the symbolism is definitely there. Yeah, yeah that's wild. Yeah, yeah. that's a good catch. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time and your incredible, incredible, incredible podcast. I can't express how much I love it. Aww. You are more than welcome to read this on your podcast. Have a wonderful day, Noah. Aww, Thank you, Noah. Noah. Yeah, Thank that was you, so Noah. good. And such yeah. a good theory too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to be ruminating over that one for a while. I love Agnes. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say I am totally on board with the headcanon that she had Boris, named him after Doris. Everything after that, I'm a little on the fence about just because... I want happiness to be happy. So I want her to be able to run away with Doris and live happily ever after, after everything that she's gone through. So Mm -hmm. I'm less into the idea that she deteriorated to a point where she went to the orphanage and harmed Trant and this and that. But I do like the connection between her and Daniel, because that would explain the name, both the first name and the last name. Mm -hmm. And that would be such a cool twist. Yeah, Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be really, really cool. I do think also like the idea of child abuse is not it's not not touched on in the show. Mm -hmm. Like we see it in many major places. We see it repeated with Helg and his mother. (sighs) We see it with Katerina and her mother. And we obviously hear about it from Trant that he experienced some abuse as well. Yeah. It's just another way that like a person can lose their child is by doing yeah. it themselves. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I also know I just appreciate that you said uh, I know it's harmful to say she doesn't look like an abuser. I just appreciate that you recognize that and acknowledge that. I just thought that that's that's very good. Very kind. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm hmm. It can be damaging. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. It, it can be damaging to say things like that because then not only can it be damaging for abuse survivors because they think mm. that they should be able to identify an abuser, but it's just damaging on the whole perception of that anyone can be an abuser. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It fundamentally leads to child protective services not actually stepping in when appearances are up. And exactly when we have this idea of what an abuser looks like or acts like, yeah, then or what an abusive home looks like as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the other thing too, is that abuse goes hand in hand with concealing and lying and and pretending that that's not happening. So Mm yeah. Even if someone says they're not being abused, that also doesn't mean that they're not being abused. Yeah. And sometimes you have no idea because the family, the lie that they put forward is completely different from what's happening at home. So, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Noah, for Thanks, writing Noah. us in. It was a great email. Okay. So we got an email about our last episode, which I'm excited to read. Okay. Ooh. Yes. This email comes from Hector. Hello, Dark Three. Hi, Hector. Hello, Hector. Hector says, I reached out to Acorn by way of Etsy a few weeks ago because I was looking for the dark pin <gasps> mentioned. Yeah. In That's PBS right. In what seems like a pretty early podcast. 
I got a thank you listener shout out at the end of the podcast, Enter Stage Left. Wow, super awesome. Celebrities giving me a shout out. Oh no, oh stop, oh stop. <laughs> yeah. We are yes, literally makeupless in our fucking pajamas, like just yeah. fucking sitting here <laughs> spouting random theories. Like, no. Yeah. Yes, I consider you all celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although my name wasn't mentioned, I knew it was me. I had told one of my friends, Alex, and my daughter, Molly, that if any part of my message exchange was mentioned, that I would make them listen. Thanks again for the shout out. That being said... Oh, you're going to get two then. Yeah, you're going to get two. this one by name. (laughs) Feel free to read my email and use my name if I'm lucky enough for my email to be read. Oh, my gosh. We try to read them all. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. I stumbled on the show Dark just as season three released on Netflix. I heard a lot of great things about the show but it would be a show that nobody in my family would care to watch, and most of my friends were watching other, less dark shows on TV. I stayed up late after everyone would go to bed and watch several episodes every night and absolutely loved all the seasons. After the show ended, I wanted more and found your podcast. Instantly hooked. I'm now caught up with your podcast, and the podcast titled The Third Season of the Podcast, The Unknown and Dark, really bummed me out in like a major way. The third season was really great, and I thought to myself, these ladies opened my eyes to this season in a way that I just chose to ignore because of the genius of the first and second seasons. I was like, season three is not so great. I missed it. I suck. What the hell? But having just listened to your episode, Exit Stage Left, I was thrilled, just thrilled to hear that everything in this show happens for a reason, and this has to be the best time traveling show on TV. Thank you for really deep diving in this episode and seeing the genius behind it. You're also incredibly smart, and I look forward to listening to any future podcasts you all do in the future. Oh my god. (laughs) Thanks, Acorn, for messaging me, and I can't wait to purchase pins. Yes, pins as in plural. And PB, I know it was tough, but way to apologize to the writers of Dark. You three (laughs) ladies are awesome. Never believe anything else. (laughs) I Listen, I dreamt about writing them a letter. Did you? (laughs) Should we write them a letter? We should maybe write them a letter and just be like, this is amazing. And I can't wait to get that letter back and have them be like, we didn't know. We don't care. (laughs) What we intended. Oh, yeah. Like uh, no. love Nightmare. the stretch, yep. Uh, yep. Str- good stretch, nice and long. Not. And good to know that <laughs> this is how you warped your brain around to save season three. Yeah, like um, wow, we're even wow. more offended. Actually, yeah, it's like that backhanded compliment. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, yeah. I woke we up thought from that it was, was terrible, like, and, but then we realized. But the then genius. we realized. <laughs> They're like, yes. Oh. Um, it could literally be any one of those directions. And I think that's actually the the fun of it because I think the realization we had in our last episode saved season three for us, regardless of what the intention was of the creators, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Hector, I'm so glad that you enjoyed our last episode. We had a great time with that episode as well. I still think, honestly, I still think that you could make all the arguments that we've made in our previous episodes still for season three. Yeah. But it is super fun to think of it in the way that we thought of it. I mean, I personally had canon definitely have that now as it is a stage play. And that's why everyone's monologuing. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for our Radio Winden. Did you guys have anything that you wanted to add? I love this podcast and I'm sad it's almost over. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, I know. Me too. Yep. I think we've got two more episodes left. Yeah. yeah. 
two big ones and I think two one radio, two radio windens. Oh. Yeah. One radio winden. Right? Yeah. All right. Holy shit. Wait, yeah. that just got really real for me. Are yeah. we doing this for three more weeks? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. <gasps> Less than a month. Oh yeah. So pins next week, Hector. We are, and everybody else who's interested in the pins next week, main episode will be the announcement. And yes. it's good. It's good. Ooh, it's so good. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to your Radio Winden. This week, it is our second last one. So we've enjoyed the ride and um, we can't wait to see you next time. Have a wonderful week, everyone. And for our next episode, Jonas. Oh, oh my God. I have so yeah. much to say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Uh-huh. All right. It's be Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into Radio Winden. See you next time. Thank you.